Hello and welcome to Two Hats One Pro Daily, fourth test, day three, and yeah, it is over. India have won by an innings and 25 runs after posting 365 in their first innings. I suppose supplemented. Supplemented sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? it? Sounds like I'm doing it down, but after what Rishabh Pant did yesterday with his 101, Washington Sundar almost got to three figures, finishing not out on 96. And then what followed was a bit of same old, same old as England were bowled out for 135. Not in a session. Not in a session. Important to mention that. It's also important to mention the fact that I am not with Will McPherson. He, I was going to make a joke there, but he quite literally is doing bigger and better things. But um, as part of this whole policy of rest and rotation that seems to be going around, we've drafted in QuickViz analyst Ben Jones. Ben... Firstly, thank you for joining me. Secondly, as an avid listener of this pod, I think you've stolen a few of our um, analysis points, to be fair, because we're oh <laughs> so analytical. Um, <laughs> but I generally ask Will for a, a player of the day, so I'm going to do that to you as well. Who, Sean, what stood out for you on the final day of this series? Well, it was uh, obviously, first things first, an absolute honour. Thank you for having me on, Vish. I, I know. I've... That's taken as red. We know that. <laughs> Big shoes to fill. Well, you know, like medium-sized shoes to fill. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think um, I'm going to try and go with the positive and say that the uh, player of the day was Dan Lawrence um, from an England perspective, just because it's been such a grueling three last three tests, and there have been basically no positives. So for England to actually see something of an uptick and to see, see you know, a young guy who's been shoved up and down the order to come out and play a few shots and just generally look a little bit better than basically everyone else has looked for, for, you know, for a couple of weeks. I thought that was, at the very least, a little bit of cheer to take home, um, even if that is probably the only little bit that they're going to take home. But from an indie perspective, Akshay Patel was still amazing. Ashwin was amazing. Sundar nearly got his son. I mean, for India, it was just more of the same. But I thought Lawrence, for being new takes the crown it was new it was new excitement new positivity rather than just the same old that's a bit like have you watched 1917 i've not uh, i've not i've been told too many times though okay well you could probably avert your ears for this but <laughs> at the end of 1917 he finally delivers the message that he was meant to deliver that basically <laughs> the <laughs> this, like, this battalion are, are going to be absolutely ransacked by the germans and it's, it's like the idea of cheering at the end of that. Be like, yes, he finally delivered the message that they're all going to die. <laughs> it's like the end of the King's speech when it's like he finally manages to well, speak, but it's they're going to no, go no, to no. war. No, no, I haven't. No, no, because I haven't seen that. So you can't do that to me. OK, well, that's just, look, that's just knowing history. But I, can't, I can't spoil <laughs> the war for you. <laughs> well, if you don't want to know the result of the Second World War... Look away now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a I'm a Dan Lawrence stan. I am one of those annoying people on Twitter that say I've been there from the start as if I've had anything to do with anything he's ever achieved. Um, but I have. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I will take that. It's kind of weird. I was going to say it's kind of weird to celebrate someone bang down at seven, but I'm about to go into, you know, singing the praises of someone who batted at eight in Sundar. Um, I don't think I gave him enough credit for what he did yesterday with Pant because it is it is a different game when someone at the other end is doing what Pant was doing and you're at the non-striker's end it's not as simple as just taking a single and giving him the strike but I mean it may as well have been but 
I suppose the importance of playing a part in that partnership to get England, uh, sorry, to get India into the lead. He contributed 40 to the 113, which is a lot more than I thought he did, you know, partly because Pant was so distracting. But then, you know, in this partnership of 56, he scored about half the runs that India put on this morning. I think it's only the third time India have had century stands at seven and eight. And I suppose to be a part of that in itself, even if he didn't get to three figures, was remarkable, really. You covered the um, the Australian series for Crickfears. So I suppose kind of a lot of these players, I suppose even before then, given your work as of the IPL, you'll know a lot about them. But Sundar seems to me to characterise this like WWE 90s era where if you're not a wrestling fan, I don't blame you. I should probably grow out of it. But basically... The WWE went through a period where not only was it incredibly watchable, but you ended up in a situation where new people would come to the fore and you'd already know a lot about them. They were sold really well. You knew what they're, what they're about, what they were good at, and also their personalities. And Sundar seems to be the epitome of that, given that for a bloke to come into a series having been a glorified netballer is one thing, but a lot of people knew what he was about, especially, obviously, that India team, and there were no qualms in, th- in throwing him into such a high-pressure situation knowing that he would perform? Yeah, I, th- I think the fact that he's obviously been turning out for a few years for, for RCB makes a big difference because, yeah, it's the, the cliches about it. it's like used to the pressure and used to performing with all these eyes on him. And so no one's really that concerned about chucking him in a test match. But I think it's, it's almost like a lot of the stories have kind of been worked through before he arrives in test cricket. Like, you know, I think w- like Wigmore had written a feature on him a couple of years ago. Everyone had kind of done done their like, oh, who's this lad kind of feature when he comes into the IPL and does quite well. So when they arrive, it's almost like they've done a chunk of media as well. So yeah, they're, they're, they're not they're not like yeah, dealing yeah. with all that. Well, it's, it's like, I think a lot of that, especially for county cricketers in England, it's like they've gone from not really having to deal with that kind of stuff to suddenly everyone wants to have, you know, half hour with you, 20 minutes with you. And that's a whole new pressure. Whereas, you know, Washington's been doing that for, you know, basically his whole top level career. But yeah, I mean, there was a moment today and it was in terms of like young cricketers or young off spinning all rounders when he just he just bombed Don Bess over long on without removing his feet. And it was such an IPL shot. It was such just like, oh, well, I'm just going to back my my own ability. I'm going to hit through the line because I've I've done this. I've grown up doing this. And that was like it was a technical thing. But there was a kind of like you say, like an audacity of. Oh yeah, I, I'm used to the big stage. I'm u- I'm not going to shrink from this. You're right. You are right to bring up Australia though as well, because obviously he batted amazingly in Australia as well when he was out there like creaming cover drives at the Gabba. And I think you're right. It was just like there seemed to be more and more players every time in Australia someone went down injured, and it was like every day basically in India and got injured, and then someone came in. They did better almost, or they played in like a more cavalier way, almost as if like, well, this might only be my my only Test match. So I might as well have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. And Washington batted a bit like that. And there was a little bit of me today when he got... Obviously, it's sad that he didn't get his 100. I think everyone can empathise with that. It was a bit... It was sad to see all the wickets fall and him be left on 96. But, like, there's a tiny chance that Washington doesn't play a test match again. Like, very tiny. Because, obviously, he's gonna, his batting is great. But, like, India have got so many players... He's not going to get into the side as a spinner, realistically, once Jadeja's back fit, the way that Akshar's bowling as well. You'd probably rather go with Akshar, Jadeja and Ashwin than Washington, Ashwin and Jadeja, just for, just because of the quality of the bowler. 
And so it's a bit like that Karen Nair thing of like from five years yes, ago, and it's just yes. like just these quality guys that are just rocking around, and then he might not not ever get another go. So you know, enjoy it while it lasts. I hope he does. He's yeah, just kind of cool, handsome, tall guy doing doing a bit of everything. I can I, you know I can empathise with. Him. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, sure thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it's time to to talk about the bad stuff now. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, England... The bad, the bad, the bad yeah. thing. <laughs> the very, very bad thing that England did. Um, so, I mean, we could go over the same old batting issues, but I don't think there were real, any real remedies for them. It's interesting, Root, again, was asked about county cricket, um, you know, a few times by a few different people. It wasn't just George this time. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But Dino, um, Dean Wilson of the Mirror asked an interesting question when he spoke of because a, a lot of because England plays so much Test cricket, defeat is is often spun as something to learn from because often there is a, a next series to learn from in in roughly similar conditions. Dean Wilson raised the point when Root said that this time that that's all well and good, but the last time England were over here, they had a team with players like. Ben Duckett, um, Hasib Hamid, um, you know, Gary Balance, where more or less the same thing was said and they didn't play. The players that were there, Chris Wokes, Moeen Ali and Johnny Bairstow, you know, Wokes and, um, Wokes and Ali played a single test between them. Bairstow's played twice and we'll talk about him a bit later because he picked up his third duck in four innings since coming back. But there's an element. There was an element of okay. Well, there surely there needs to be something else. Then you can't just go to India, lose, and go and go back to India later because it just doesn't. It doesn't really work like that. And India's a very. I think India's Indian conditions are very unique to the subcontinent, as are all subcontinent conditions. Really, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I think they get banded in together for ease, and I think there's been a, little, a little bit of colonial history with that as well. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, India's very unique, and it doesn't matter if you go on a, a Lions tour or a, you know a private school tour. It, it, you know, you don't really get the same thing. So the question was asked: What do we need to do with county cricket? It seems like it's there's no real solution because you know how do you turn Headingley into a dust bowl? You don't really like. It doesn't seem workable at all. I realise I've never actually had this conversation with you properly beyond like. I don't know, maybe on a few drinks, but it doesn't feel like county cricket's problem to solve, if you know what I mean. No, I I feel like these these kind of questions, the kind of um, you know all the like gut wrenching stuff that goes on after these things, it's all like root and grass review, root and, root and branch <laughs> review. <laughs> Getting get, get my nature mixed up. Um, but it all, I think a lot of the time people try and distract themselves from either issue. So it's like people, rather than talking about the county cricket, the base of the game and the talent flowing through, I think a lot of the time the people then go, yeah, 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 but Bairstow played a bad shot. And then people flip it and go, well, you know, is Bairstow equipped to it? And in a way, you kind of end up talking about it neither. Yeah. Whereas I think, I think England almost do themselves a disservice by thinking that they had absolutely no chance in this series and that county cricket hasn't produced the players. Because I don't know if you're trying to lead on to chat about selection, but in England got their team so wrong in these last two tests that it, you know, they had the players seemingly as far as everyone else, everyone's concerned in the way we're talking about it. 
they had the players to compete and they had the players to to find a way through the game, even if it was only to kind of take a game deep and and lose narrowly rather than just get battered in, in over two weeks. I think that's probably closer to the to the truth rather than you know whether or not we're playing hundred cricket in in August or whether or not Taunton's being told off enough. Yeah. I, th- I think some sometimes you have to kind of strike a bit of a middle balance and be like, yeah, we've we've produced good players and the players who have been picked are probably wrong. It, it's probably a bit more like that somewhere in the middle rather than just you know English cricket staring in the mirror once again being like oh, county cricket's been shoved to the margins and ever and you know. More, less said about that the better yeah yeah fair enough there's a, re- there's a reason I'm not on that WhatsApp group <laughs> it's funny because your name comes up quite a lot um, <laughs> selection you mentioned there um, you know England who've lost in two days in the, in the third test and they lost in, in three days here in the fourth I would say selection in this test was worse than selection in the third test and I'd say that an aspect of selection in this test that's Don Best and we spoke about him a fair bit yesterday because England didn't outrightly trust him for that first test that's the reason they played the extra seamer he come back in he obviously came back into this test but England were unequivocally a seamer light on this pitch and I just want to draw your attention to something Root said in the post-match um, presentations where I, th- I, th- I think the the question was around conditions and Root mentioned the fact that well, you know, these are the first two tests that Ahmed are bad. So there was very little, I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said that there was very little information England had. And so we're kind of going on a hunch on, on how the pitch looked. Now that kind of, whether people know it or not, but that indirectly relates to something England do everywhere whenever they, um, you know, with regards to how they put together their 11 and even what they do, up, um, you know, when the coin goes up, is that they look at the information available to them they look at the data i can't believe i've just said that but they do look at the data (laughs) to decide yeah you know the makeup of their team and also um how it goes you ben know quite a bit about that and so i was wondering if you could yeah just give us an insight into into what that entails and and i suppose what what route was talking about that or alluding to in that um in the post-match I thought it was quite interesting just because it's one of those things which players don't often bring up. Like there are certain cliches which, you know, like executing our skills or, you know, oh, the balance of the ball just, or balance of the ball didn't go our way today, all that kind of stuff. But people don't tend to lean on there wasn't enough going on behind the scenes or we didn't have that information accessible to us. And I think it's just because it can sometimes seem a bit opaque to people. Like it, it, it kind of makes it sound like you're making a proper excuse. But I think people sometimes don't realise how much information teams do have access to and thus how important it is when it's not there so it's not just a case of looking and being like oh all the wickets at the last test match at a moment in or the last pink ball test were taken by pace or something like that it's not simple stuff it's you know the ball tracking data for every single delivery bold at that ground since you know since you're allowed to record it or since you're able to record it in like 2006 so if you then when they're going into chennai england had all of that information from the from 15 years of Indian Test cricket, and they can go through and they can look at, you know, the average de- de- deviation of the ball. When does the ball start to go? When does the bounce start to becoming consistent? When does the ball start to skid on? You know, at what time of day does the ball skid on? All of this kind of stuff, like really granular data. And yet, for Ahmedabad, they would have had to have just gone really general and just looked at it for, you know, for India more generally and hoped that it, you know, it was relatively true. And I think 
anyone who was watching this the third test no one no one was sitting there thinking well this looks pretty normal like it was it was clearly a, a wholly new thing you add in the fact that it was a pink ball as well and it was like essentially the unknown of the surface the unknown of the venue yeah. and the unknown of the ball it's kind of this this little this little bundle like perfect storm of how are we supposed to to predict this and i think having a lack of information as you say as, as root called it or data or whatever it, that's only going to exacerbate it because you're you're just you're all the players are going in and having to learn on the hop. I think there's there's a there's a bit of it in the fact that England didn't seem to learn throughout these tests. They didn't seem to develop their strategy in response to how the pitch was. Do played. you mean their selection play I suppose that. Is, well, no, I think I think because I think they did respond to that. I think, yeah, I think yeah. they. If anything, they over. If anything, they overreacted, didn't they? They've gone too far the other way and they've picked. I think, I mean, in this test, they've picked the perfect team for the last test. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in terms of, like, buying depth, no seamers, da-da-da-da. I think we, we all kind of clocked that. But I just mean, in terms of the batsmen themselves, there doesn't seem to have been... Whereas the, whereas pre-series they might have had, or pre these two games, they might have been able to sit down with the analyst and be told, OK, so the ball's going to probably skid on for the first 20 overs of the innings, and then it's going to start to grip, or all this kind of stuff, or it's going to reverse around the 40th, which is... 90% of what analysts do is basically just telling you know telling players when the ball whether the ball's reversing before they go out to bat that's what they always want to know and so I think the fact that you couldn't do that pre-series is, is one thing but there didn't seem to be much response to the data that was becoming available throughout the game and by data I don't mean necessarily the numbers themselves but just the information that the players themselves are seeing the way the balls the way the pitch is playing in, you know, they didn't have information before it, but as soon as it became available, they also seemed to ignore it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I suppose it, it it does speak of how difficult things can be in that situation and how, you know, to a point, I suppose, I, I mean, I, I made it ham-fistedly before when I was talking about does, you know, can county cricket provide the kind of answers that you need to the questions you're asked of in India? But there is, I suppose, an element on the technical side of how easy is it to do something you've grown up doing? How easy is it to do something differently when that thing was got you to, to this very position? Um, and, and I suppose that is a, just that is part of professional sport being more malleable. Maybe, and I think also maybe it's a, an English cricket thing, or maybe it's just because you pay more attention, and we, you know, we we all pay more attention to England just because you know where we're from. But I feel like. The value, the, the quality of learning quickly is really, really valuable at the moment in Test cricket. Or maybe it's not valuable, but it's really prized. Coaches talk about it a lot, and I feel like we talk about it a lot with someone like Dom Sibley. It's like he goes from looking really yeah. rough in Sri Lanka, comes into the first game in India, and looks like he's improved. And we go, ah, it's because he's learned. And it's almost because that's the quality which you need right now in the current climate of English cricket, because county cricket prepares you for one particular challenge and then basically everything else you have to learn on the job. So the quality of learning quickly becomes really important. I do think Sibley has got that, and you know we shouldn't criticise anyone too harshly for you know, making technical improvements after facing certain quality of spinners in Sri Lanka and then trying to step up against world-class spinners in this series. But maybe I think we're all kind of reaching for that idea of players that learn quickly because of that, that cause, as you say, with county cricket. It doesn't prepare you for everything. Personally, yeah. I just think that's kind of the you know, that's the way of the world. It's not like English cricket before two thousand and nine, before Andy Flowers England, so just churned out brilliant players of spin. It's not like before the hundred England just yeah created all these brilliant players who just go to India and dominate. Did a bit better, but 
certainly not a lot. So I think I think we can all get a bit kind of anxious and over a bit crybaby about it sometimes. Yeah. But... Sorry, I'm just I'm just putting down two mentions of the hundred so far in seven minutes. <laughs> interesting that. Very interesting. Um, well, I'm trying I'm trying to get a hundred. It's just it's brand commitment. That's the plan. I'm just trying to. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Fair dues. Um, you're not gonna get it here, mate. But. <laughs> I mean, you could, yeah. You, I mean, you could just say it constantly. I might let you by the end. Actually, we, you know, we'll close out yesterday's show doing a De Bell impression. So Washington does count because the ton at the end. Yeah, that's good show. So obviously we yeah, said him a few yeah. times, so we're sliding it in. You're actually going to go back through the edit and realise that I've been uh, kind of <laughs> subconsciously saying it all the time. Yeah, if you play this podcast backwards, it's just Oval <laughs> Invincibles over and over again. Yeah, one player. I, I feel like. I mean, we mentioned yesterday, it's not a fun part of the job, but it's a necessary part of the job. But as ever, there, there, is, there is someone who is not most at fault, but someone who does, you know, who, who does stand out amid the debris. And it, uh, and not in a good way either, but Johnny Besto, first ball duck, three ducks in four innings, as we mentioned, since coming back after looking, looking pretty solid out in Sri Lanka at number three. Um... I wrote in my, in my report that at least he played with the turn. Um, never mind that he played it around the corner to Leg Gully, who was right Sharma, I think. Um, do you reckon that's the last time we're seeing him in an, in a white England shirt, a cream England shirt? <laughs> uh, I think I don't know. I think a lot of it might depend on how the Rajasthan Royals go in the IPL, because I think if he yeah, if, yeah. if Sunrise if Sunrises go out early, uh, which they probably won't, good side, um, and Rajasthan make it through and England are without all of those guys, then there's a few spots that open up and it might not, it still might not be enough for them to be convinced that Bairstow is still worth a go, but it almost gives them a little bit of an out that it's like, oh, this is just a little temporary, you know, we're just hanging on for one more. Oh yeah, we'll stay for one more, basically. It's like, you know, before they're going to, they're drunk on Bairstow and they're going to stay for one more series. I don't know what um, you mean, but yeah, go on. <laughs> um, but I do, I do think that there's, there's an argument that this is, this is it now, isn't it? Like, it, it, it felt like the last rights were being written, were being, were being said today. I, I, I liked the idea of, of picking Bairstow at three in spinning conditions. I thought it made sense. I thought there was a logic to it, and I thought in Sri Lanka there were all those promising signs, and I think everyone started to get on board with it. I know, I know, Johnny's like a meme playing out. We all have to, you know, everyone has to pretend online that he's like he's an absolute chancer, and that's where the fun comes from. And everyone gets around it, gets bold a lot, it's hilarious. Um, but actually, you know, he's he's a good player. He's got six test hundreds. There is a good player in there, and so I was really optimistic that he was going to do well. And then he, yeah, well, he, well, he hasn't at all, and he's looked he's looked dreadful. Um, I I don't see what England gained from playing him again. To be honest, like he's he's just not offered anything for so long that. It does now actively feel like he's blocking, uh, he's you know blocking the next pathway, especially when given one of the challenges that England are going to have now is trying to fit all these young batsmen who are at a similar level in, like trying to get Lawrence and Pope and Crawley into the same eleven doesn't quite work if you've also got to fit a Bairstow in there. So I think yeah, I I I can't see him playing Test cricket beyond the New Zealand series, but I I could maybe see him sneaking in there just as a very brief last hurrah, and then he'll probably make a ton. And, make, and it'll make it all really confusing again because that's what Bester does. Yeah, yeah. He, um, it felt a little bit like, and, and I'm not totally averse to this, to be honest, but it felt a little bit like 
England looked at what they had and they looked at what was around them and they thought, as you said, with the with with some of his work in the past, that he was someone that it would be a shame to waste. I, th- I think they fast-forwarded to maybe the end of his career or the end of this life cycle of the England team and thought, God, how do we not get... A, you know, we'd really rue if we didn't get as much out of him. And for that reason, I I don't think this is the end. I, I, th- I think... I reckon if, if Bairstow played... I think, yeah, this is how I see it. I reckon if Bairstow played for the next two years, he would score two more test hundreds. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that's acceptable, but I think they want to... Basically, I've stumbled on my point here. Basically, they want to squeeze as many test hundreds as they can out of what they have around Root and, and Stokes. And in Bairstow, they saw someone who knows how to make test hundreds. Um, they have it a little bit with balance. The only issue being that they're not quite sure if balance kind of wants Test cricket again or is in that place. Yeah. But they certainly want it for him. We've seen it before in how they've worked with Vince. It was probably the reason, um, among other reasons, that Butler was kind of moved back into the Test side. I think that's fair to say. I think they thought a bloke with no Test hundreds at his skill level is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. When they brought him back well, in. It, well, it's funny. I think when you when you mentioned the idea of like looking back on a series and thinking why, where was he, it thought it made me think of Butler in the 17, 1718 Ashes. Just that thing of like no one else is doing that well, and we've got a guy who is just who who has all this talent. Could we have squeezed something out of him then? So maybe there's just like a bit of that playing in the back of their mind. I don't know though. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um... Yeah, it was a pretty chastening defeat. I think, like Root said in his press conference, that he was. I think it's the first time he's expressly come out and said he was disappointed, which I suppose is understandable because it's the end of the series, so you're unlikely to risk kind of doing down on any particular player when you have so few, so few to choose from in a, in, a, in a real touring sense. Never mind the whole um, bubble situation, which obviously does play a part in it. To be fair, but yeah, I think I think he. We mentioned it before, but I think he was most disappointed at so many similar-ish dismissals. I'm trying to think if there was any other one in there that I was particularly that I particularly thought, oh come on, mate. I mean, Stokes coming out there, you know, ten overs into the innings, having finished off the India innings, was. I want to say it's funny because I don't think I could empathise with anything he was going through because I don't think I've ever been that tired. <laughs> yeah, it was like when he would. I mean. When he hit Rohit Sharma on the on the head yesterday, I was I was like I've never seen a man look more exhausted, and he's just essentially bounced out one of the best players of of, of the short ball in the world. So like, personally, I think make him more tired. Like just just keep pounding him into the ground, keep pushing him because that's where you get the good stuff. It's like this is why we push you, Ben. This is why this is why we we make you this tired, and this exhausted, and this red faced and sweaty. Well, you say that, like Jeter Patel said yesterday when he was asked about his workload, I was like, oh, that's just, that's just what Ben does. You know, he plays some of his best cricket when he's, you know, when he's putting it all on the line. And I just thought, like, I love that as a, that is such a wonderfully English strategy. It's oh, yeah. like that, you know, I, I think it falls into that whole psyche of, um, it, it, you know, it's not quite in the same ballpark, but it's definitely in the same vicinity of, like, you know, wanting. Wanting working class heroes that aren't quite working class, you know, what you know, one wanting everything and then none of it at all. 
It's like we don't want to wear out Ben Stokes, but we know he's at his best when he's absolutely flogged. <laughs> and, I, I think I, I think maybe there's also a little bit like away from away from your zoomed out macro cultural <laughs> examination. <laughs> um, it is I reckon there's a bit five D chess in that it maybe they're thinking if they injure Stokes, then he can't play in the IPL. And then, and then Rajasthan <laughs> Royals are less likely to go through. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they've got all their boys back. And then New Zealand come in and all of a sudden the summer's back on track again. I, I think we're maybe not giving them enough credit. Root's, Root's taking the whole thing into consideration at every, at every time. Yeah, that's fair. I was trying to think what, um, like, generally in this kind of like borrowing gig economy, you always have to, you know, you get marked down if you don't clean your Airbnb room get marked down if you leave an uber in a bad state uh, i should say that my airbnb and uber rating are top tier <laughs> but it was nice to see maybe even you know root thought right owen if you're gonna get all the good players i'm gonna fuck them all up <laughs> <laughs> they did, i was i was just gonna say like it does feel a little bit like kind of um like yeah like, a bit like trashing the hotel room but you know the next person who's staying in that hotel room is just like they've all they're like the, the year above you at school they're like they were just slightly better at every sport than you got slightly better grades slightly cooler and you're just like this is my one chance to just I'm just gonna I'm sorry but I've, I've trashed it I've ruined it I've ruined Ben Stokes <laughs> I've ruined Stokes I've ruined Joffre he's got no elbow left yeah. sorry Owen <laughs> and, the, and the minibar door doesn't quite work so yeah enjoy that yeah um, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't look in the top drawer either <laughs> Right, um, after suggesting some kind of unholy mess, it's probably a good time to um, to close this out. <laughs> ben, generally, thank you very much for stepping into Will's medium shoes. Um, very much appreciate that. We can find you over at Ben Jones Cricket, or, I mean, your mentions are a mess at the best of times. I don't know if you... Yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't, no more over there, please. Just just read my articles and click on them. That does me more good. Yeah, fair Crickvi- well, well, Crickviz, Crickviz.com. There you go. Yeah. No, thank you very much. You're, you're always very useful. Genuinely are a very good follow and very informative and funny on the old social. So if you're not one of those gibberers who just snap at everything, then, then do follow him. Um, yeah, obviously don't give him grief online. We will put his address in the podcast description, so click there if you want to send any kind of real-world abuse. But Ben, thank you. Listeners, thank you very much for all your support over the last... Um, Oh, yeah, month or so, I think. When did we start this? Yeah, the start of India tour. Thank you very much for all your kind comments, for your listens as well. We are going to do a series debrief with Will and Sam in the next week, so look out for that. But from all of us, from me, Will, from Sam in absentia, and from Ben here, it's goodbye. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you soon. Don't wave. No one can see you. (laughs) I didn't know if you wanted me to say goodbye or not. I'm not not sure if I'm proper. (laughs) 